Welcome back to Free Agent Fridays on The Andrew Hain Show. In this series, we highlight the careers, accomplishments, and aspirations of all the free agents in the sports business world looking for work in the midst of COVID-19. In today's episode, Andrew sat down with several free agents to discuss their careers and where they hope to go in the future. But first, a word from our sponsor. What's going on, everybody? This is Nick Lawson from Squad Sports. We're really excited to be supporting the Free Agent Friday series. A lot of great talent out there. Without further ado, this is the next free agent you should be signing with your sports team. All right, we're back for another Free Agent Friday, and today I've got Kevin Oberding. Thanks for joining me, Kevin. Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, well, let's dive in. Let's um, start off. Uh, share with us where you went to school and your degree and any internships that you're working on while you were in school. Yeah, I, uh, I went to the University of Oregon, go Ducks, out here uh, <laughs> in Eugene. I was born and raised in, in Portland, Oregon. Um, and uh, I graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Sports Business, went through the Warsaw Sports Business School there. Um, always had a huge passion for sports. So growing up in Oregon and seeing that they had that program, it was just a, a, a nice, easy you know, marriage, if you will, um, to go there. And a couple other reasons I went to, to Oregon, which we'll probably get into, but uh, graduated in, in 2010 and, and shortly after, uh, did a couple internships with uh, television news stations, uh, KCAL uh, down in Los Angeles, uh, which is the CBS affiliate. Um, did that for about uh, a little under a year and then came back to, with my senior year in college, uh, uh, remained as an intern, but at the CBS affiliate of the, the Eugene station, kind of working on uh, Friday night football highlights and, uh, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So when did you decide you want to be in sports? Oh, geez. Uh, before I was born, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so you've just been, did you play sports as well? I did. You know, I, I you know, ever since I can remember, I had, had a ball and was, was running around and trying to play something. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of was one of those where I probably wanted to be great at everything instead of really focusing on something. And, as I got older into high school, kind of weighing down and weighing down and weighing down. And I ended up walking on um, to the University of Oregon football team. And I was on the football team there for three years uh, from 2006 to 2009. Um, so that was another reason that, you know, kind of it just kind of worked out to, to go to Oregon. And you know, I think in my mind for a long time, you know, that, that little kid that wanted to be a professional athlete, I was still there until, you know, I was 22, graduated and said, man, I just can't keep up anymore. So unfortunately, no more for me. It's a tough one. So what position did you play? I was a wide receiver. Okay. Yeah. So I probably good. didn't have the height, but fast hands just you know, all good. Try to do a little bit of everything. Nice. Oh, that's great. So that got you kind of, you know, thinking about it. Um, did you have kind of like a specific area in sports that you were interested in working? Like as far as, you know, you were a little bit in the radio and TV and, um, you know, media. Yeah. You know, uh, as I was getting older and getting into sports, I'd be lying if I didn't look at like a Stuart Scott and say, that's what I want to do. Right. Um, I, I, you know, when I was in high school, I said, you wouldn't even have to pay me to be that. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't even have to get paid for a job to be a sports center anchor. Um, and when I went down to Los Angeles, uh, I think that was, you know, my thought I was going to knock on ESPN door and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm your next anchor. This is, this is me. I'm, you know, you should, you should definitely hire me. And, and, you know, of course me and, and a billion other people wanted to, to do that. And, I think working on the business side of sports and, and not necessarily the media side of sports was always something that was really um, exciting to me. Uh, and, you know, as I learned a little bit more about it, you know, it, it's really a, a pathway you wanted to choose, um, you know, wanting to be like 
oh, a general manager and think about trades that I talk with my friends and things like that. But obviously not necessarily being able to do that, but work on working on the business side of things and the marketing side of things, coming up with ideas. Um, and if it can be ideas around the world of sports, that would just be, you know, amazing. So what's your goal for your next position? What, you know, what um, kind of department are you looking to be in? You know, I came off from the corporate partnerships, uh, which we'll probably talk about with uh, the Portland Trailblazers. And you know, I really uh, enjoyed that. Um, in the marketing aspect on the activation side. Uh, ultimately, I, I look at myself as an idea guy. I love coming up with ideas. Um, and you know, whether that's ideas for commercials, ideas for slogans, ideas for timeout promotions, ideas for community activations, um, that's what really gets me going. And that's what really gets me excited, especially about working in sports. So whether it's a, a client or a team or anything like that, coming up with the ideas and kind of brainstorming those things from just an idea in your head to actually seeing it execute in the real world. Um, that's ultimately what I'd like to do. So whether that falls into a marketing category specifically or corporate partnerships, working with clients or really anything behind like a brand, if you're talking, working at like a Nike or Adidas type sort of thing. So what would be your dream job though? My dream job, um, you know, in the moment is probably working on the brand side for either a team or a, uh, sports firm like a nike or adidas mm -hmm. um being able to come up with ideas wait a minute how can you say nike and adidas when you're out in oregon and all that well, that's kind of like here. i feel like it's <laughs> betraying them a little bit what is going on it is it is a little bit i mean you have you know your <laughs> does that hurt to say when you've gone there on the others um <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and one of the things the Trailblazers, we got to work with both of them. They were both a corporate partner, so you kind of really? oh, okay. deal with them. And um, it's interesting to hear them talk about, you know, they're not competitors with each other, but, you know, maybe Under Armour is the one that, like, they just want to both be that. So um, <laughs> we're really looking at that kind of maybe on the brand side or a brand side of a team is, is really what, uh, what my goal is. So um, tell me about what you started doing after school when you got, when, after you graduated. Um, I know we only have a few minutes here, so I'll try to make it as quick as possible. So I went down to Los Angeles uh, to, you know, go after a few things and kind of it was a weird time uh, in the world in 2010. And I kind of fell into a little bit the world of TV production. Um, a great thing about down Los Angeles uh, with there being a million shows and, and TV production is you can kind of start at the bottom and really understand where you want to, you know, spread your wings. And I was an idea guy. So being a producer uh, ended up being that what I was, you know, really attracted to. Um, and I ended up working on 53 or 54 shows in seven years, wow. and, Sweet. Uh, you know, moved up and, and, and weirdly fell into the food niche. I kind of worked for the food network for a long time. Okay. Uh, I came up with my own shows. I showed shows. I worked on reality TV, some great, some not so great, <laughs> um, in, in that world. And, but I always knew that, you know, I grew up in Portland and really wanted to come back here and, you know, really work in sports. And, and so, you know, I, I used all the skills and abilities that I came up with down there um, and, and, and took them towards a team. I mean, pitching to a big network, a TV show is, is kind of the same as pitching a partnership to a, you know, company for the Blazers. Right. So. so when you were with the Blazers, what, um, what was kind of your responsibility there? So I was a, a partnership marketing manager. So I worked on the activation side. So I controlled a book of business between 13 and 20 uh, of our partnership clients, ranging from, you know, 100 or so K a year, upwards of over a million, um, and really came up with ideas and then execution of all of their sponsorships. Um, so whether that be 
TV commercials or radio production on the media side, timeout promotions, community activations, promoted social media, uh, whatever, you know, we would come up with in their package. I was the guy that kind of made that story on paper come to life. Anything that you um, are like are most proud of that you worked on there? You know, I'll say a couple things because, uh, you know, Adidas was one of my uh, big partners there. And uh, one of their signature athletes is Damien Lillard uh, okay. on the Trailblazers. And so each year I worked with them on the, the shoe launch, his signature shoe launch. Um, and so really working with those guys and kind of getting to see the inwards and outwards of Adidas and Damien's shoe and then bringing that to my hometown team and then just bursting out these takeover nights. That was something that was like so cool to me and kind of see the evolution from the Dame 4 is what I started on and to the last one, which was the Dame 7, seeing the evolution of his shoe and kind of how it, it, it impacted the community. And then, of course, his career um, was just awesome. And then the other one that was, uh, you know, really proud of was the Oregon Lottery uh, started sports betting for the last, the, uh, it came back this last year. And I was kind of in charge of how are we going to promote their new scoreboard app and sports betting that's kind of come back. Um, and that one was really kind of, I don't want to say molding two passions to sound like, you know, I'm very super passionate about gambling, but seeing this new thing, this new app in this digital world and in, in sports gaming um, was really cool. And I was really proud of like what we came up with and executed. What are some of your biggest um, assets or skills that you're going to bring to the next position? I would say uh, one of the biggest ones is passion. You can probably hear it in my voice. I love sports. Um, I love ideas and I love making things happen. Uh, it is just what I do. Um, it's, you know, what gets me out of bed in the morning and it, it what makes a job not a job to me. Um, it's something that I'm really passionate about it. I love to go for it as hard as I possibly can. Um, and then the second thing I would say, another big one is problem solving. Um, in reality TV, nothing ever goes right in sports. <laughs> Not a lot of things no. often go right. You kind of have to think on your feet um, and come up with these solutions in the moment. And, and that, that really, you know, drives me as well. What are the biggest areas that you need to work on, you think? You know, uh, I, I, hate, uh, I hate to give up on things. Uh, and so when I have an idea and, and I want to see it through uh, and there are road bumps in the way, you know, a lot of times you should probably punt on those type of things and say, okay, we should start over or go in a different directions. Um, I tend to be a little bit stubborn in that way and say, no, we need to see this through. I know if we get through these, the, these hard points, um, we'll see that light at the end of the tunnel. So that's probably, you know, a, a good thing and a bad thing because a lot of times we do make it through and, and it's great. But there are those times when you say, you know, man, if, if hindsight's 2020, we probably should have talked about that. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to look back, though. It definitely is always easier to look back. You know, it's good to take a little, little risk every now and then calculated as much as possible. So um, how do you define success? Oh, wow. Um, seeing something in action. You know, I define success as, as whether an idea fails or succeeds, um, as long as it, it, as it went past the finish line. To me, that's success because you can always learn from it. So even if it was a mm -hmm. failed idea, it was successful that we executed it um, and we can learn from it learn from it and then execute it even better the next time. Yeah, no, definitely. How about in your next position? Are you open to relocating? Are you stuck where you're at there? Tell us about that. You know, I, I wish I could say I was open to relocating. Um, you know, coming back to Portland, I do love it here. 
uh, maybe too much information. My wife uh, is uh, and I are currently expecting, and it would be tough. Oh, to congrats! And go yeah. somewhere. Um, so, <laughs> is that know, the I'd first first child or first child? So, oh, nice. Uh, you know, and the parents and, and everything are here. So, you know, knowing that the Trailblazers unfortunately didn't work out, but knowing that we have the Nike, Adidas, Columbia Sportswear, Under Armour of the world, a lot of different Portland Timbers, a lot of things here. Right. Um, we'd love to keep it in the Northwest. Yeah, there's still a lot of opportunity there. And I'm sure there's some agencies as well, um, you know, that would love someone like yourself with that experience. Um, you know, what would be, what kind of separates you from someone else, you know, uh, on any of these upcoming jobs? You know, it's, it's one of those where you have to probably see in action, but I'm just going to say, uh, you know, the, the, the work ethic. Um, you know, being an athlete and break, taking that athlete mind uh, mentality into to the uh, workplace, I just, I'm going to keep going. I, I bring that. It, it doesn't stop. Hard work to me is, is the main work. Um, in LA, we had 16, 20 hour days on the regular. And I remember coming up to Portland and, and people would be like, oh, you know, we have long nights. You got to work, work game nights. And I'm like, yeah, till like nine. Like this is <laughs> this is not this is not long, guys. Yeah, um, so really, it's it's just going to be that work ethic and that go getter, yeah. you know, attitude that never say die. So, what's a fun fact about you? Um, you know, I, I grew up in the in the country a little bit. Dad's an engineer, and I, I kind of ran away from that, but kind of got that gene. Um, you know, I love woodworking. I build a lot of things. Uh, it's kind of what I do in my free time. That's not you know working out or doing sports. Uh, but I love work, 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 woodworking and as creative as I am with my mind, I'm, I'm not with a pencil, so I can't draw, uh, right. but I love to kind of create projects, whether it's building furniture or, you know, tables or, uh, you know, anything like that. What's your favorite piece that you've built? Ooh, uh, you know, my wife would say our dining room table. I, I did one of those epoxy oh, wow. river tables. Okay. Um, so we, we got uh, two, two big giant kind of like the, uh, the birch trees, and put them on either side and, and did like a blue river of epoxy down the middle. And it, it was nice. uh, turned out pretty awesome. So uh, now granted, it's only the two of us for now. And it's like a 12 person table. So as we grow <laughs> our family, it'll be great. Hey, you know, you're starting with the one and let me tell you, the kids grow up quick. I mean, my first child is now 23. She just turned 23 uh, last week. I'm 41. I got started real young, but mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, they grow up fast. So enjoy it. My, my youngest now is 16. Oh, wow. So, no, we're very excited. So when's the due date? Uh, not till January. So, okay. So you got some time. Little, yeah, we got some time. Well, good. Well, good luck to you, man. I can, I can definitely hear the passion and, um, I know you're going to be an asset, you know, wherever you land. So hopefully we can, we can help a little bit and, uh, keep in touch. Let me know how I can help out. Absolutely. Well, well, thanks so much and keep holding it down over on, on your coast. I know we're a long way away, but these, uh, these meetings help. Oh yeah. It's great. All right, we're back for another Free Agent Friday, and today I've got Chelsea Bingham with me. Thanks for joining me, Chelsea. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. So let's um, start off with, um, tell us where you went to school and your degree that you got. Yeah, I am from born and raised Indianapolis, Indiana. I went to Ball State University where I studied sport administration with a focus on marketing and management. Like at what point did you decide you wanted to get into sports? Um, ever since I can remember, I've always been the type of person that like wanted to 
be in the business of like fun and making people happy. Um, my life is surrounded by sports constantly. I have an older brother um, and that's pretty much the only way I could ever get him to hang out with me is if you're <laughs> doing something with sports. So um, the sports industry is one of the most unique but perfect avenue for fun and making people happy. Definitely is. That's for sure. Um, how about when you were in school, did you do any internships? Yeah. Um, my first internship was outside of the industry. I worked um, in the hospitality industry. There is a resort in Southern Indiana, uh, French Lick Resort, if anyone has heard of it. Maybe not the resort, but probably most famously known because that's where Larry Bird is from. Oh. Um, there's a four-star uh, resort down there, a little hidden gem, and I worked in the special events department as an event coordinator for, for the resort. Oh, nice. That sounds like a lot of fun. How about um, on the sports side, anything there? Yeah. Um, after I graduated, I moved to Minnesota, and I was an intern with the Minnesota Wild in their game presentation and special events department. A uh, year after that, I moved to Pennsylvania uh, and worked for the Harrisburg Senators in their community relations and marketing department. And about seven weeks before the pandemic hit, I moved to New York to work with the Binghamton Rumble, Rumble Ponies for another internship. Um, but I think at that point, we all know how that played out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's uh, affected way too many in our industry. Um, so kind of getting back to, so it looks like, you know, a lot of your stuff is kind of in the community relations, marketing, is that kind of, you know, your focus that you're looking for? Um, in a way, yeah. The, the beauty of sports and at least how I've been able to, in my experience, depending on what level of sport you work at, you can wear multiple hats and do multiple things. So, uh, there is a big section of my experience that is marketing and CR focused, but, also game presentation and special events wise as well. Um, I'm really fortunate that I've thoroughly enjoyed all of those aspects of what I've worked in. So um, I'm now working on with whatever positions I take next, kind of narrowing it, narrowing it down to become more specific, but marketing, CR events, game presentation, either of those is something that I'm looking to continue with. Well, I'm definitely, you know, being with some minor league sports teams, I mean, it definitely is multiple hats. I know that <laughs> firsthand. That's, I'm with a minor league baseball team here. So, um, you know, and when you get into the major league, it's, yeah, it's very specific. So I had the blessing of working with a specific department that does one thing, but they also allowed me the opportunity to volunteer. So I did get to go see other departments. And then I've also done, you know, minor league double A baseball where I've worked in almost a bit of every department. So I have experience with both. They both have pros and cons and they're, they're both good for you. Yeah. So what's your dream job then? I would say I would like to do special events or promotions for a community relations department or a foundation, a team's foundation. Again, it kind of just depends on what level um, I end up at. What um, skills do you bring to the table? I really pride myself on my willingness to learn and understand. I am the type of person that will always ask questions along the way, but it's never to just get by. It's because everything that I go into, I truly want to understand and be better at the end of it. 
What area do you think you need to work on the most? Trusting my gut and getting out of my head. Um, I tend to be most successful when I trust my intuition and I'm working really hard at practicing that more. Yeah. Not overthinking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just takes some time. It just takes some time. So let's talk. I mean, I know you're only with the uh, rumble ponies for a few months, but um, were you starting to work on any projects there or anything specific that you're proud of that you were a part of? Ooh, um, so during my time there, I really practice a lot on my graphic design and social campaigns. Um, my supervisor, while she was there, really was great about letting us be on an equal playing field with her. Uh, I was able to take on new projects in the short time that I was there. So I dove in a lot with Photoshop um, and helping schedule social media campaigns uh, and the graphics for that as well as designing some of the outfield uh, wall advertisements. So you actually have design skills as well? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what kind of programs and technology have you used? Uh, Adobe Photoshop, uh, okay. mostly. I have experience from while I was in school with Premiere and InDesign, uh, but mostly in specifically the bulk of my experience comes from Photoshop. How about any video experience at all? Or is it all just on the more print and um, it's mo In my most recent uh, experience, it is print-based. But when I was in high school and in college, I worked uh, digitally in like Adobe Premiere doing video stuff. So it's okay. something I've been trying to look for the right opportunity to maybe learn a little more, but haven't found that avenue yet. How about when you were with um, Harrisburg, the Senators, any projects specifically that you were part of there in the community relations side? Um, I was thankful enough that the Senators, each year they gift the CR intern with the Kids Club and allow you the opportunity to own it and grow it. And that way it's uh, ever changing every year. When I was in Minnesota, I had worked with the Kids Club, hosting and scheduling events, facilitating the database and uh, the packages and stuff like that. But a Kids Club with 800 members across you know, multiple states and areas of the country is a lot different than double A baseball. I was able to get really close with the kids and the parents and the grandparents in the club, uh, interact with them every single game day, and really put my personal mark and stamp on the program while I was there. Very nice. What um, kind of separates you from, from others? Like what, what would really kind of separate you uh, when you're going against somebody else as far as for a job? I always express my willingness to truly learn and grow. Um, and that's been very beneficial to me in every single place that I've gone. I also am not afraid to take risks. I've moved three times in the past three years, taking on new responsibilities uh, in new departments every single time. So I have a proven ability to adapt, but also to learn and be reliable. So are you, I, you kind of said it, but I take it you're open to relocate um, for, for a position. Mm -hmm. no, that's that's part of the fun. It's the beauty of the biz. It's one of my favorite parts. I, I always enjoy kind of going to a new city where you don't know anybody, you don't know anything. And, you know, every city's kind of got their unique little flair. So yeah. I'm a travel bug. So this um, 
this pandemic has really, really hit me not being able to travel and do new things. And um, I was really looking forward to being in New York and learning from that new, new environment. Tell me about living sport a little bit. Cause I see your, um, you know, a co-chair there on the alumni board and you've done some other stuff. Tell me about that. Yeah. The living sport program, I am forever indebted and so grateful to be a part of it truly launched my path in this industry. So living sport is an international sport business program. It provides current college students and young professionals with the opportunity to travel abroad, work with an international sporting event, but also learn about the culture uh, in that specific country that you're visiting. And during that time, you are traveling with other sports industry seekers, college students, and mentors that are working in the industry. So um, while having fun abroad, you also have uh, resume workshops, interviewing re uh, workshops, you're working events abroad and navigating all the challenges with that. And when I traveled in 2017, I stayed connected through my network um, with my mentor and the founder of the program. I've continued my work as an ambassador. I then worked as an alumni relations assistant, which I've absolutely loved being able to work with all the alumni of the program. And as you mentioned, I am the co-creator and co-chair of the Living Sport and Alumni Board. That's sweet. That sounds like a great program. I was just kind of looking it up recently. So I was like, wow, this, this looks amazing. And then when I saw it on your LinkedIn, I was like, I have to ask you about it. They would not be where I am without it. And I can say that for a fact because my um, supervisor at the wild said that this program was the reason why I got hired. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's definitely, it's a small world when it comes down to it, like, especially in the sports world, it's, it's small. So um, definitely. That's great. So give us a fun fact about you. Fun fact. Okay. Um, I guess while well, Minnesota's on my mind. Um, so I was the first person that was hired out of state for my position with the wild. Um, but I am just as proud as the fact that I was the first intern in my position to never fall on the ice. Uh, and that comes from someone that's never ice skated and is incredibly uncoordinated. Um, <laughs> we did all, you know, the pregame ceremonies, intermission activities, postgame stuff. And not once did I manage to fall. And it is a badge that I wear proudly. <laughs> now, what, like, were you in shoes or were you in? Business professional for game day. So, yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah, I ditched a lot of people. A lot of people. Class, but it comes comes with challenges. A lot of people bite it still? Um, so most people that I work with are like game day employees and stuff. So they're local, you know, Minnesotans. Not used to it. So they are sprinting in tennis shoes and like, <laughs> it is mind blowing. I definitely, at least for the first month, you know, you stick to the board, you don't pick up yeah. your feet, you kind of shuffle. But um, by the end of the year, I was picking up my feet and obviously like not as quickly moving as everyone else, but was rather independent with it. So the growth was, was great to see. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. No, I, I thank you for joining me. Hopefully we can help you get some exposure, get you back in uh, the saddle soon with, uh, with a team, you know, with minor league baseball today, um, announcing that, that it's out. Hopefully oh, that'll, <laughs> that'll get, get back, um, 
moving in the near future. So, but thanks again for joining me. No, absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time to have me on. All right, we're back again for another Free Agent Friday. And today I've got Daniel Hancock with me. Daniel, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me here. So, Daniel, let's talk about um, your college education. Tell me where you went to school, any degrees. So I graduated from Manhattanville College in uh, Purchase, New York. Uh, I spent my time uh, between there and College of New Rochelle. Um, I graduated with a bachelor's of science in communication, focusing on TV, media, and sports. So what made you want to get into the sports business? Uh, I've just, I've been a sports nut since the day I was born. My dad had me watching Braves games within hours of me being born, teaching me to hate certain teams and to love certain (laughs) teams. So I I grew up around sports my whole life. I I played sports in high school, got a chance to play uh, tennis in college. Okay. And just, I figured, you know, if you do what you love, go to do something, you know, you can be successful in and that's sports. So what kind of job are you looking for coming out of school here? Um, anything with media event operations. I've done a lot with internships to help kind of prepare me for multiple, uh, areas of study. Let's talk about, let's talk about those internships. Like, give me, let's go through those where, where have so, you done those and, and what kind of roles were you in? So I worked at uh, the Hoop Group company in Neptune, New Jersey. I was a uh, I was a caller to help get kids into events, help recruit kids to come in. And I worked as the, um, the head athletics uh, department intern for uh, College of New Rochelle. I helped run their websites. I started a YouTube series that we ran through the whole year got us a lot of views, kind of helped organize a lot of events that we did and even got our first Midnight Madness event organized and going. When you were doing some of that video, um, the YouTube stuff, were you also doing like video editing stuff or was this just kind of um, building the page out and and kind of planning it? Um, I was doing, I was running everything. I was editing, uploading, coming up with the ideas. Uh, I got started with video editing on that and just slowly started becoming a passion learn kind of figuring out how you can, uh, you know, you can see everything that other people don't see and how it comes together so perfectly. So what um, programs do you use like technology wise software uh, for the stuff that you've worked on so far? Um, I use Adobe mostly. I'm starting to get into a lot of uh, some of the other video editing and photo editing programs. I'm, I'm proficient right now in mainly Photoshop and Premiere, but that's been my goal during all this quarantine is to kind of get myself completely uh, comfortable with every asset of Adobe. What would be, what's like your dream job? Like, you know, 10, 20 years from now. I think my dream job would be, would definitely be a play-by-play commentator in the NBA. Oh, okay. That's something I started doing this past year. Um, It's something I've been really passionate about since I was in elementary school. And I got the opportunity in college and just fell back in love with it. So what, who's your NBA team? My team's the Thunder. Thunder. I'm, okay. a, I'm a big, just in general NBA guy. My, my parents hate watching games with me because I'll know every player's backstory, <laughs> like who their parents are. I'll know everything about them. That's my favorite. NBA is my favorite league and sport. I could, I'll watch NBA 
every night of the week. Like, I don't even care who's playing. Like, I just, I love the NBA. I can't wait for that, uh, the, the season to come back. I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be just sitting in my room all day. I know. I know. I, I'm excited about it. And then I just saw my YouTube TVs getting uh, jumped up in price. I'm like, just right, right in time for uh, live sports. Thanks. Uh, so tell me about your play-by-play experience. Yeah, that was – I got the opportunity in Manhattanville. Um, I started out in volleyball and soccer. Got to call a couple of games. Uh, my first game actually ended in a triple overtime game-winning header with wow. like five seconds left. Uh, so that was that was probably that was that was my first solo broadcast, and that was probably the best one I've done. It's like, man, are they all gonna be like this? <laughs> it's yeah, it was it was crazy. I ran straight from class, and he goes, "Oh, you're on by yourself," and I had like two minutes to kind of prepare and start going. Um, but I got to do basketball with uh, a couple friends of mine because um, I worked for the basketball team, so they knew I knew all the players personally, and it just got to the point where, um, you know, like people back home were tuning in because they knew I was going to be on. A lot of people were watching and it started becoming a really fun experience. Was that on like YouTube or was it audio or just, um, or was it video and audio? It was a uh, video and audio. They did it on the, uh, on the school website. Okay, cool. What um, skills do you bring to a new position? Um, I'd say competitiveness, uh, an eagerness and a drive to learn and be successful. And, someone who's flexible with hours and work styles and is able to put in whatever works necessary to uh, complete something and be successful. What area do you think you need to work on the most? I would say delegation and overconfidence because I know a lot of times I'll take on a project and then be like, Oh yeah, I can get this one done too. And then I'm stuck in my room. I'm stuck in my dorm room at four in the morning. Like, why did I get two assignments? Why did I do? <laughs> yeah, no, and it takes time, especially on the delegation side. It took me a little while to really get that down. And man, once you do, it's like, wow, you could just accomplish so much more. Um, so you get that. Was, that was definitely something that I had to learn in basketball. I was the head manager, and I had two assistant managers under me um, and a graduate assistant that would help. And it was just every time I'd, it'd be, you need to do these four things and be like, okay, I'll do it myself. You guys can go home. And then coaches see me and go, did you sleep last night? So how about you got, um, you like the play by play side. How about um, PA announcing? I saw that you did that as well for a few years. Yeah, that was that's where it all started. I actually got to call my first game in the Barclays Center. Our school was playing. Oh, wow. Uh, our school was playing. A, Not a bad spot. No, it wasn't. It was coach kind of sprung it on me, and it got to the point where um, when I was at College New Rochelle, they called me the voice of the Blue Angels, and I got I was doing every game for every single sport, and you know I, I always I loved doing it, and it was funny because everyone like would hear my voice, then they would hear my announcer voice, and they would they didn't think it was the same person. Dude, that is the best, like, it's so funny to see that. Like, I always am amazed. It's like, you hear the voice, and especially if it's somebody you know. Like, I had somebody I knew that was doing the PA for me. I was like, who is on the mic right now? This is not my guy. <laughs> so, so you got that. Give us, your, give us that smooth radio voice for us. So, it'd be 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wellness Center here at the College of New Rochelle for today's matchup between the Blue Angels. Nice. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. We always uh, would take the staff out and kind of play around and try to like be like the announcer. Like we would, we would just have like a contest with our sales team and stuff. So we had, we a, we had a player do one, one game cause he was sitting, I was like, I want to do it. So I'm not doing anything. And like, I was like, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would, I'd, I'd mess it up. I think I had to do it for, at one point in my career for something. And it was just, it was not in my wheelhouse. So takes the right person for that when you were working at um your last college on game as a game day assistant what kind of stuff were you doing there so as a game day assistant uh it was a lot of event operation type of things we were we'd get there early set up the the tables the scoreboards get all the live stats ready check the website get every make sure um the trainers were good the other team was in their locker room they were okay there weren't any problems um, and it was just making sure all the behind the scenes stuff that the parents, the players and the people watching at home, uh, don't see making sure it was okay and ready. And then I saw that you were, um, the manager and then you even coached a little bit on, on one of the, the JV teams. Yeah, we, I got the opportunity, uh, my junior year to help coach the, uh, JV team for college of New Rochelle. Um, that was definitely an interesting experience. It was different. It's different to see when you're, you know, when you're my age and you're coaching little kids versus when you're coaching people the same age or older than you, how different coaching gets, especially at the college level. We were in a tough conference with a lot of prep schools. And so we were playing a lot of division one players and it was, it's, it's, you, I learned a lot of patience and leadership skills from that having to, you know, it isn't just these people have like, they didn't have to listen to me because I was just an assistant. I was just, the kid they're seeing in the dorm room, they had to, you know, had to earn their trust. And their respect, which is crucial. Mm-hmm. How'd you enjoy that? It was fun. We we ended up fourth overall. We lost in the first round of the conference tournament, but it was really fun. A lot of a couple of our players transferred to uh schools and got first team all conferences and led their team in scoring. So it was it was definitely an interesting experience. So how would you define success? For me, success is someone you can trust, someone that the higher-ups can trust because they'll get a job done, and someone that the people you're delegating to trust that they know they're getting the job done, they know what they're doing, and they're going to put in the effort with you to get everything done. How about a fun fact about you? So fun fact about me is that um, I grew up in a town that was based off of 50s T or the 50s TV show was based off of the Andy Griffith show. Okay. I, I live in Mayberry. <laughs> um, so it was interesting. I went from Mayberry to the big apple. What kind and, of shock was that? Oh, it was, it was definitely interesting. I think the big one was when uh, the school said they were going to have a barbecue and it was just hamburgers and hot dogs. And my friends are looking at me like, you okay? I was like really upset about it because I was ready for some ribs. <laughs> Where's the pig? Where's the, <laughs> we're not going to do a whole hog. So what do you like better that you like, you like the big city? You like the country? I like the city. I like that you, you meet so many people from so many uh, different lifestyles, environments, oh, yeah. perspectives, and it helps you really kind of center yourself 
um, in a lot of different areas. So in your next um, position, are you open to relocating or do you need to stay, you know, in that, in Mayberry area? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely open to relocation. Um, that was one of the reasons I went to New York was, you know, a lot of people in small towns, they leave for a little bit and come back. And, you know, I felt comfortable once I kind of left that little bubble to be a, uh, you know, as a more well-rounded, more successful person. And I think definitely relocating somewhere new, learning a new environment, new kind of way people live is would definitely be uh, something good for me. Yeah, it's always cool to see the differences, you know, from different cities, different regions. I'm a food guy, so I like, I like to check out all the food from oh, yeah. the different places. <laughs> so... But no, I want to thank you, Daniel, for joining me. Um, hopefully we can, you know, help get you some exposure, but, um, you know, thanks for joining me and keep in touch. Yeah, def thank you so much for this. It's definitely been uh, an interesting experience, but it's been a great one. All right, we're back with another Free Agent Friday, and today I've got Amber Costa with me. Welcome to the show, Amber. Hi, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, so let's get started. Share with us where you went to college and what your degree's in. Yeah, so um, I went to Cal State Long Beach. I had transferred there, and um, I originally was going for theater, actually, and um, I just wasn't like, it was fun, and it was a really good experience, and it also helped me get out of my shell and everything, but it wasn't something I wanted to do, so I actually ended up um, changing my major to journalism, and so I was able to um, do the school paper, so the Daily 49er, and I did some content writing and did some stuff for like sports and other events that they held, and I really liked that and ended up graduating with a degree in journalism, but I saw my minor in theater. Nice. Well, what, like what got you interested in sports? So I basically grew up like in a family who just loved sports. Um, we all watched, like we all played, we all went to games. My brother is probably the most out of all of us. Like he watches every team. He's like, right. knows all the stats and he's older than me. So I was like, I want to be like my brother. He's so cool. when <laughs> I was young. So I just really, started going to like his games when he was growing up. So he played um, a lot of hockey, actually. That was something that's really um, special to our family. I used to go to games with like my babysitter. <laughs> she was a big LA Kings fan. And then I started going with my dad. So it's, it was just really special to me and just like a part of our family. And even now my brother, um, he lives close, but we don't see each other too often. And when there's a game on with teams, we're texting back and forth. Like it's just our special way to bond. And yeah. I feel like that's like so special to me. And I know a lot of people, that's how like they get into it too. So yeah, that's uh, how I got into it. Yeah, definitely. So when you were in college, did you do any internships at all? I did one internship um, for graduation right before I actually I uh, moved to Colorado for a year, and I worked for this company called From the Hip Photo. It's a photography company, and I was a social media market, marketing intern there, which was kind of just like my first foot in social media and blogs and um, posting content. So that was really a good experience. Um, 
they're basically they do like weddings they do like corporate like work with businesses so kind of was nice to see like that side and um, it was really cool to be able to see how they do things and it was a really small company it was like four people okay. and then there was a couple other interns so it was nice to have like a team of interns to learn with them as well. So what was your first experience in working in sports? So my first experience is um, with the LA Chargers. I worked about two years ago. I got a position, I feel a little bit too now, um, as a premium experience game day staff. So it's for all of their suites, um, their exclusive clubs, and just like a part-time, like I said, just game day. So I would go in the morning. It was like a full day. Um, we would set up like our premium experience tents. We set up the suites. And then depending on what you got positioned that day, we had like party decks that you would host. You would make sure they're okay. Or you check on suites or you go escort like the VIP guests to the clubs in different areas and even just like working, like knowing the arena and being knowledgeable about that and helping people who aren't in like the premium experience places as well. So that was just really cool to be able to work actual games and like being in that environment. And that's really like what made me want to continue to grow and stay in sports. So what would be, what's your ideal position that you're looking for now? Right now, uh, my last position, I was an events and marketing coordinator, um, and I really enjoyed that. I did a lot of mostly events more than the marketing side, but I really love the marketing side too. Um, so any kind of like director, I would love to be I, I like a marketing manager. I think being able to like have my own team, be able to manage, I feel like I'm a very patient person, and I just like being able to teach and also like like learn their ways they do it. I feel like it's just a really good experience to like be able to take your knowledge and see how other people do it too so i think anything in like marketing obviously events there's not happening but i feel like now there's going to be a new way to do events and i think it's so important and so being able to have like a position where i can think of new ideas and how to engage fans is really cool how about um what kind of stuff did you work on with the la clippers while you were there um so the clippers i was um, I was at Inside Sales and then Ontario, is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, the Clippers first. Yeah, LA okay. Clippers first. Yep. <laughs> so, sorry. So, I was an Inside cool. Sales representative. Um, when I first started getting to sports, I obviously got into the Chargers, but people were telling me, you have to do sales, you have to do sales if you want like full time. And I was like, I don't know, like, I don't think <laughs> I'm a salesperson. Like, my dad's a salesperson and he's, this is, he's like a talker. He talks fast. He's like on it. He's up at seven and he's already like wide awake. And I'm like, that's just not me. But, um, I ended up getting a job with the LA Clippers, which turned out to be something that was a really good experience for me. Uh, really like pushed me out of my box, basically typical inside sales. I feel like a lot of people in sports start there too. You're making a yeah. hundred calls, the cold calls, setting meetings and, um, it was really special because like my first sale I made, it was like a courtside sale and everyone was just like, who is this girl? She's <laughs> like, they're like, I couldn't even hear you talking on the phone. How did you make that sale? And I was like, I can't have them come in for a tour of the arena. And it was just really special because 
it, it like darts from there because when I sold it was a mom and a son and the son was like a huge fan and it just like made me think of me like when I was a kid and I loved sports so it was such a good experience like I really learned to like be able to just pick up the phone and not be scared and right. like you know handling the objections and because it's a grind inside sales is definitely a grind it's such a grind yeah and um it was really fortunate we had like really great managers and it was interesting time too because the la clippers they were kind of changing and they were growing so i was in a class of like it started out like 25 people and then it doubled it was 50 inside sales reps which is wow crazy like <laughs> yeah never, it's nuts yeah so um that was really cool and i actually ended up doing like really well i was like top four pretty much the whole time in my class out of 50 people so nice. i was really like proud of what i accomplished and learned there it's good to get out of the comfort zone every now and then yeah so how did you um transition from sales to marketing and events with um ontario yeah, so I had um, another marketing position before I worked at the Clippers at a finance company. So I had some experience with like social media campaigns, advertising, stuff like that. And uh, I had spoken with my manager at the inside sales and I told him like marketing was what I wanted to do. And obviously marketing and sales are like the same. It's just more behind the scenes marketing, You're not making the calls. You're just putting things out there. So um, I let him know and I just started looking for positions and um, came across one at Ontario and just start apply like spoke with my manager about it and just end up getting the position and um, I think it helped obviously having that experience even though it wasn't a sports but having that marketing experience before really helped me as well. So what kind of any projects specifically that you worked on with um, the Ontario Rain? Yeah so um, it was a really exciting year for them because they end up help, um, having the AHL All-Star there. So oh, nice. um, it was really cool to be able to. That was kind of like my first project I got thrown in to do on my own. And so um, we did a fan fest before. Like the LA Kings had done something similar when they had their All-Stars. So um, I had like reached out to people there and seen what they did and started reaching out to a bunch of like fans like getting a red carpet for the players like games before and just organizing all of that and making sure it runs smoothly the day of and obviously just like running around the day of making sure everything's going right so that was really cool to see like finally like the result of it because it was the first thing i did and then as well as that we had done beer fest which was really cool because the first one they did, I wasn't at the team and they said it didn't go very well. And so I was really excited to be able to like, okay, come in and see like what I could do differently. And so they have it like an outdoor patio before the game and they have a live band and they have like tasters and just like a way to get obviously more um, people out. So that was really fun to be able to coordinate that. And I also did like another big one was our rain day, which is with season ticket members. So it's autographs. Um, and that one was really special because I got to work with some of the players on that day and, you know, making sure like, it was just cool to see like that part of it because it was something I hadn't done and like making sure that they're okay. And like they're signing everything. And it was really successful part of the year before they had said, and we had tried some new things. So Again, it was just cool to be able to come in and make some changes and see that it worked and then 
hope, hoping at the time that I was going to get another chance to make it even better the next year, but obviously things yeah. changed, but it was still a great experience. What would you say is, um, you know, some of the biggest skills that you bring to a new position? Yeah. So I think, um, kind of just like everything I talked about, like every position, I feel like I've learned something new that is important. Obviously working in sales, like being able to have that communication skills is so important. Knowing like CRM and even that like back part of it and how that works and everything is important because you're constantly like working as a marketing, you're working with sales, even working the game days, like seeing how the experience is, like being in there. I feel like I learned a lot. Um, just like every little thing and working at the marketing administrator, I learned how to use Adobe, like Photoshop, graphics, videos. So I feel like I'm a little rounded in everything. And then just working at Ontario, being in a minor league team, I feel like you get the opportunity to wear many hats and work with different departments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I feel like I really was able to like, I worked with like game operations. So I saw like how like the game goes, like when they put on the screens, what they're putting on, like, and then I worked with the arena and like doing suites and making sure like the catering's there. So I feel like I learned yeah. a little bit of everything and just having that knowledge, I think helps a lot and going into a position and oh, definitely. what other people are supposed to do too. What do you think is the biggest area you need to work on? I think asking questions. I'm always so like, I want to learn and do it on my own, but sometimes that takes more time and sometimes things need to be done faster. And so I think that was something I had tried really hard to work on because I was also kind of thrown into some things and I was like, I just need to ask somebody like, I'm not being annoying. It's good to ask questions. Yep. I think that's something that's so important. So it's something I'm really trying to work on and not try to always just figure it out on my own, which sometimes it's good to see another way someone does it too. And yeah, like, never hurts. Never yeah. hurts. So uh, most of your stuff has been in like the greater LA area. Are you yeah. open to relocating or are you looking for something in the LA area? Yeah. Um, I always say like, I am very close with my family. Like I said, I grew up in, they were like reason I love sports, but I always say if it's the right job, it doesn't really matter where you are because if you're working with like people you like and you're in a position and you enjoy going to work, it's, I don't, to me, I, I'm fine with going anywhere. And also it's a great experience to travel. Like I said, I worked in Colorado for a little, which was really cool. And I think just being able to see like how other teams in different areas, I'm totally open to that. How about a um, fun fact about you? So I guess it's like a newer fact right now. I'm trying <laughs> to, because uh, quarantine, I signed up for like a yoga teacher training. So I've been trying to learn that. And then I've been doing some German. So I'm really trying to like pick up some um, language and then hopefully maybe do teaching as like something on the side. And then I also just started pet dog walking. So just trying to do a little everything nice. and just keeping busy. I think it's. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest challenge is just staying busy and then just continuing to develop. Yeah. I think once you kind of take a break, it's hard to get back to the motivation and like, so I'm trying to just like keep on the same level so I don't go down and then have to start over and yeah. it's always harder. No, well, I'm sure that you're going to 
you know, land on your feet, you know, keep, keep, uh, staying motivated and, and, uh, positive, you know, but I appreciate you joining me on the show and, uh, let's keep in touch. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you again. It was nice to talk. All right, we're back for another Free Agent Friday. And today I've got Andy Friedlander with me. Thanks for joining me, Andy. Thank you for having me. So, Andy, start off. Um, let us know where you went to school, what your degree is in. Let's see. Um, I went to the University of Miami. And my degree is in communications with a minor in sports management. So you can't go wrong there, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so at what point were you interested in getting in the sports business? I probably, I started in high school when I realized I was never going to play professional baseball <laughs> and figured I had to do something else. And at that point, my goal was always to be the GM of a major league baseball team. Oh, nice. Pretty, a pretty lofty goal, but yeah. Hey, listen, mine is mine's up there too. Mine's to be the president of a major league team. So can happen, man. Uh, so tell me about like, you know, when you were in school, did you have any sports internships or when did you first get involved on the sports scene? I didn't, it wasn't until probably several years after I graduated college after college, I worked for a company in Dallas called Beckett Media. They do all the sports collectible magazines, trade shows, card grading. I was with them for about six and a half years, and then the company was sold. And then I was out of work for a while, and that's when Hurricane Katrina happened. And a friend of mine knew the director of Ticket Ops, for the New Orleans Hornets. And once they relocated to Oklahoma City, they needed they needed all the help they can get. And he said, how soon can you be there? And I was there the very next day. Oh, wow. <laughs> Talk about, yeah, I'll be there real quick. How long of a drive was that for you? It was from Dallas. It was about three and a half, four hours. Okay, it's not too bad, but still to be there the next day, that's impressive. It was, I just, I just tossed, pretty much all my clothes into my car, left my apartment and moved into the hotel room they put me up in. So what kind of stuff were you doing with the Hornets there? When I first started with the Hornets, it was basic ticket off stuff. A lot of it was calling season ticket holders with their different options for the season, whether it be refund, keep their money, and a lot of it was difficult calls because I was talking to people who had lost everything in Katrina and I grew up in New Orleans. So it definitely had an effect on me as well because the area where I grew up in did flood as well. So hearing their stories, I felt more of a connection with them that I was able to talk to them better then maybe somebody else might not have been. But while I was there, pretty much, I think there was probably at least 100 employees from the NBA there helping out. Wow. So I got in at 
they were located in a different office building than we were, but I got to meet a lot of them and make some connections. And after that temporary position ended, eventually I turned that into my first full-time job in sports in Chicago with the Chicago sky of the WNBA. Okay. Similar type of role there with them. So there I was in charge of all the ticket ops. I was building the plans, price codes, printing tickets. I was, I had a one intern, but I was pretty much a one man ticket ops department doing everything <laughs> doing everything and taking apps you can think of. Nice. That makes it fun sometimes. It was, so. I mean, it was, it was, it was summer in Chicago. So it was a lot of indoor late nights and late hours. Right. It, it was a really great experience for me. So then after the Chicago sky, you went to the Florida Panthers. I did. I, it was kind of another similar situation they were going through some changes and I was only supposed to work for them on a part-time basis. And after the second day, one of the managers said to me, we need to hire you full time. So just stay tuned. <laughs> that, that first day they were going through season ticket renewals and they had a game that night. And he had asked me if I'd ever processed renewals before. And I said, sure. And there was a stack a mile high on his desk. And when he got, by the, by the time he got back down to his office, the stack was halfway done. So. Yeah. That a, speaks for itself. <laughs> I made a pretty good impression the first night. So how did your role grow with them during the time that you were there? There I started out as coordinator. I was coordinator for a year Eventually, after a year, I moved into a manager of Ticket Ops role and then eventually a senior manager. My first time there, I was there about six and a half years. I was in charge of building price codes, plans, doing all the VIP requests for ownership, the executive staff. Eventually, I did all the player orders for the home team for the Panthers and for the visiting team as well. So I did a lot of little things on game days. I managed the box office and will call for any will call issues or season ticket holder issues that may have come up. What um, type of ticketing systems have you worked with? Just Artix and Ticketmaster host. Okay throughout your even with some of the other teams outside of the Panthers yeah pretty much the same everywhere I've been they've always been a Ticketmaster client have you worked with any other um, software technology companies on the ticketing side as far as I know like some teams use Fivo or uh, Groupmatics or some other things like that I did um, when I was with the Coyotes in Arizona I did some work with Spinzo Okay. So on the back end in Artix, I've done work for Fivo, Groupmatics, and Experience. And then, so yeah, after the, the first run with the Panthers, you were with the Devils for a little bit, and the Coyotes kind of looks like similar roles. Yeah, they were all pretty similar roles. 
when I went to New Jersey, it was the VP of ticket sales who I had worked with in Chicago. When I was with the Panthers, he was trying to recruit me for a little while. At the time, I didn't want to make a move, but eventually I did. And I went up to New Jersey. I had never been to New York, much less lived in New Jersey. <laughs> it's a whole other world, let me tell you. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it, was definitely, it was definitely a big culture shock. But everywhere I've been, it's always been a good learning experience. I've always worked with great people who are talented, and I've definitely made some friends along the way. So what brought you back then to the Panthers this last time? When I was with um, the Coyotes, my mom got sick, and being pretty much across the country was very difficult on me. And I enjoyed the people that I worked with in Arizona, just professionally and personally. It wasn't the best fit. And then eventually I had a chance to come back to South Florida and come back to the Panthers, which was probably one of the best days of my career when I came back. And it's pretty much same role manager and then senior manager of Ticket Ops. Yeah, it's always been with the exception of a little bit of concert work the first time with the Panthers, it's always been strictly on the hockey side in Arctic and a little bit of host. Are you a, um, is it like hockey your favorite sport or did you just happen to get into the NHL and that kind of happened to be where your career went? Football has always been my favorite sport. And then when I was living in Dallas, in my late teens, early 20s, that's when the Stars relocated there from Minnesota, and I really got into hockey and liked it a lot. And then eventually, once I left the WNBA and went to the Panthers, it just so happened that all the opportunities that came up were with NHL teams. So what is kind of your ideal position that you're looking for now? If I'm going to stay in sports, I'd like to maybe try something else. I think I've done everything that I can pretty much do in ticket ops. I've always been interested in the sponsorship and activation side. I've always been kind of any game that I go to or watch on TV, whether it be hockey or baseball or football, I always take notice of the sponsorship signs the boards in hockey, the outfield wall in baseball. I really like in baseball looking at some of the old photos from the 20s and 30s of all the old sponsors. Those old signs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think the one is the Gem Razor. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some. I was just looking at that because I, I, I'm in baseball now for the first time uh, with minor league team in, in Virginia here. So, um yeah, I was looking at some of those old photos and, you know, the even the cigarette ads out there back then. Yeah, um, it's crazy to think about that. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. about um, location? Are you open to relocating or does it, do you need to be in South Florida? I would prefer to stay in South Florida if I were to move at this point. There's really only two cities I would go to possibly. 
one of them being Los Angeles because my sister and niece are there and I have some friends there. And the only other one I would maybe think about would be New Orleans because I grew up there and just because I love the city so much. Very nice. What, um, you know, are I, your... T- I've just done the thing where I moved to strange cities where I don't know anybody. And I think I'm, I may be past that point unless the right, the absolute right offer came along. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Where, what do you think are your biggest assets that you'll bring to the next position? I think my biggest one is teamwork. That is something that's always been very important to me. When I worked for Beckett in Dallas on my annual on my annual review, my boss gave me a perfect score on teamwork. And he said that I was the only employee that he ever did that for. Nice. Another one, I think I'm really I'm very big on loyalty and dedication as well. Very good. What do you think is the area that you need to work on the most? I think the area that I need to work on is something that I've always probably had a hard time learning is that sometimes I tend to take on too much. I need to learn to delegate more rather than trying to do everything by myself. And I need to learn to trust others that they will do the work and get the job done. The one thing is when I had, when I was with the sky in Chicago, both seasons, my interns have gone on to careers and ticket ops and are still in ticket ops as well. So that's something that I'm always proud of that I helped them along the way to get a start in their careers. And it's something that they're still doing today. Yeah, no, that's very cool. How about a fun fact about you? My fun fact? Yeah, give us a fun one. I have a, is that I'm really kind of shy. And at times I can be a little bit socially awkward. But I did try out for a few reality shows and did go on a few casting calls. Did you? Well, tell us about what shows you tried out for. um, I went to a casting call for Fear Factor when it was really popular and I went to one. How'd you, how'd you, how'd you do on that? Did you have to like eat anything crazy or? I didn't really get a chance to, it was, um, it was starting, it was supposed to start at 10 o'clock in the morning in downtown Dallas. So I got up really early around four 30 in the morning and I, I got in line five 30 and that was probably the third, I was probably the third or fourth person in line and once they opened up and then there was hundreds of people online and they put us in groups at, at a restaurant at these tables and at the table i was with i was pretty much with a bunch of models so i know <laughs> who had who had very and who had very a type personalities so right. i didn't have too much chance <laughs> i also went on one for the real world and that didn't go so well, but it was something that I can always say that I tried. 
Yeah, I think that's really cool that you, you know, went out there. I don't know about Fear Factor, though, man. They were eating some crazy stuff, putting spiders on you. Like, yeah, I couldn't do I, that. <laughs> when I told my, you know, when I called my, when I called my mom and told her, she was like, you did what? You? <laughs> Are you really going to eat that? You know, me, who is sometimes afraid of heights. I'm like, well, you never know. You know, I wanted to do something that was going to put me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I think you really got to do that sometimes. And for me, doing these podcasts are out of my comfort zone. And it's like, it's taken me a little while to get comfortable with it because it's not something I've ever done. Uh, I've done interviews and stuff like, you know, being interviewed, but I've never... Um, kind of led something like this. So it's, it's kind of pushed me and it's, it's kind of good because I'm getting to meet, you know, some cool people, you know, I mean, your background is awesome on the um, sports, sports world. I mean, I, my role, I'm over um, partnerships, ticket sales and the box office with our minor league baseball team here. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a, a ticket expert, that's for sure. And, we use tickets.com and it can be frustrating at times. So I've heard, yeah, I've heard, I've heard good and bad about tickets.com. I've always wanted to see the interface and what it looks like, but I've never had the opportunity to. Yeah. I like Artix though. Um, I've used that before, but. Uh, Artix is once you learn it, I mean, I think you can always learn something new, but once you learn the basics, it's pretty easy. And that was something that I kind of, in a way, taught myself just by kind of playing around the, with the training database and trying and learning different things. Well, Andy, we could talk all day because you got some great background, uh, but yeah, I don't, need to keep don't, these. Don't this, but yeah. but uh, no, I really appreciate you coming on, man. You, you do. You've got uh, some great experience. I'm sure you're going to find something here pretty soon. So, um keep in touch and hopefully, you know, we can help you uh, connect with some people as well. So thanks again for coming on. You thank you so much for having me and stay safe. Well, we're back for another free agent Friday. And today I've got David Monica with me, David, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So give us a little background. Um, Let's start with college. You know, where'd you go to school? Um, any degrees um, that you had? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm from Toronto, Ontario. Um, in Canada, I went to Western University. That's in London. Um, so I studied business there, financial economics, political science, because I thought, you know, it could open doors. And, you know, like a lot of people that venture into sports, I felt a little unfulfilled because I knew that, Sport was my passion, and that was the way to go. So after graduation, I did some certificates in basketball scouting and analytics. And then I did a postgraduate program at Humber College, which is a college here in uh, Toronto, in sport business management. So that focused more on the business side of sport, and it really brought in my horizons to, you know, all the things that you can do in sport. So it was really eye-opening and uh yeah so that's all my education so far so why sports like what what makes you want to get into the sports business uh so i've been playing since i was a kid i played pretty high level basketball i played high school football volleyball kind of just any time that i could join a sports team i would and uh it was just such a big part of my life and 
you know, after I stopped playing, I realized that that was the part of my life that I missed the most. And it's I tough, wanted, man, it's tough. It, it really <laughs> is. So I just wanted to get that back. And, um, you know, I, I love what I do now. And to me, that's the most important thing when pursuing a career. So, you know, I love learning about all the different types of uh, sport business avenues that you can take. And, and uh, yeah, I, I just love it. So, so what's kind of your ideal role then, you know, that you're looking for now? Yeah. So uh, I like, I would like to do something sport technical. Um, so that, that stuff's hard to come by like scouting, coaching, and I'm working with stuff like that right now. But in terms of the, the business side of things, more marketing and sponsorships. I had uh, two internships with, with my program there and they were both in the marketing and sponsorship divisions. And I learned so much and, and I loved it. I loved the idea of being able to uh, connect with different people in the sport industry and um, just learning about what it takes to really be a sport professional. And so is um, basketball your top sport? I know you said that you played at a high level. Um, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Basketball for sure is my, uh, my top sport. I'm working in basketball right now and a couple different things uh, that I'm doing. So, yeah. Are you a Raptors fan or who's your team? Big Raptors fan. Okay. Yeah. We're still champs. Long right. Yeah. Season. Hey. <laughs> right now we're still champs. <laughs> that was an exciting season. So. Yeah, it was. It was. It was great. The city, I've never seen uh, seen anything like it. And the, to me, that's what makes sports so beautiful is because, you know, it kind of brought everyone together. Oh, yeah. And, you know, especially like Canada's only team. Right. So everyone was going crazy here. It was just a great time to be to be a Raptors fan. So um, ha- go through some of your, any of your internships or any of the stuff that you've been working on as far as on the sports side. Yeah, whether it be coaching or on the business side. Yeah. So my plate's been pretty full. Um, so my internships uh, with that, with my program there, I did one at U sports, which is the uh, international university um, university league. So it would be like the NCAA in Canada. So all the university sports teams, that's all under U sports. So there I did um, their internet international merchandising and marketing. So um, we have these things called the FIZU games, which is basically all the athletes um, in university play against each other, kind of like an Olympics. Um, it was more like winter sports, not really basketball related, but it was just awesome working in the marketing division there. And then, um, yeah, so that was one of my internships there. Right now, in terms of work, I do social media and marketing for a small basketball academy here. Um, and I also coach at my alma mater, Villanova, and I'm doing video breakdown and analytics at Humber College, which is also where I went. So love to stay Staying busy. Yeah, stay true to my schools. That's good. Um, any kind of software or anything that you're using currently? Yeah, I use Synergy. I used Huddle, but uh, I got access to a Synergy account long, not too long ago, and that's it's really helped me because you know just having access to to film and stats. Before it was just all whatever I could find on the internet. Now, right. oh, so much easier. It makes life so much easier. So, what are your biggest assets that you bring, you know, to a new job? So, um, firstly, I think organizational skills. I love to be organized. I think organization is the one of the pillars for success. So, I love to stay on top of things. I'm punctual. I, I don't miss deadlines. So, I know that's something that I always can bring to any workplace. 
Another thing is communication skills. So I like to think of myself as someone who, you know, excels at communication in terms of interpersonal communication or something on a social media platform or an online platform. So um, those are the two things for sure that I think I can bring to a workplace. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a likable guy. I'm passionate. Uh, and and I love I love sports. So if I'm in the sport field, I know I love what I'll do. How about um, what area do you need to work on the most? Um, yeah. So sometimes I, as, as you can maybe tell, I fill my plate up too much, and then I I don't give 100% to everything, and it's kind of like I want to do everything all at once. But you know, sometimes it's better to just put stuff to the side and focus on one thing at a time. So yeah, that's one thing I definitely got to work on is learning to say no. Yeah, definitely. And it takes time. I mean, you know, you definitely, you know, when you're hungry though, you want to get out there and learn as much as you can. You need to, you need to make a living. You need, you know, all these things. So I definitely get that. Um, how do you define success? Yeah. So this, this is an interesting question and I've been asked so many times and it, I love it because it varies for everybody. Right. For me, um, success just simply put is achieving your goals. I've always been taught to, you know, set the bar as high as you can because you know, why, why set standards for yourself lower than they should be. And to me, my goals are, you know, as the hardest thing possible, right? To be a GM or, or to work in the front office, stuff like that. I, I love that kind of stuff. And uh, that would really define success for me because I want to be able to leave a legacy. And um, yeah, achieving goals career-wise has got to be number one for me. And so, I mean, you know, on the, the actual um, basketball side, so um, you've coached at what levels? Right, right now, just high school, but I'm part of the yeah. staff uh, on on my college team. But more just stats and video breakdown. I haven't actually coached. Okay, is that a path that you're looking to get into, or do you kind of like more of the video analytics and um, scouting, as you mentioned earlier? Yeah, I, I'm. I definitely like scouting and and the video breakdown more. I feel like it's. Uh, I, like to me, coaching goes way beyond just X's and O's and, and understanding the game. You have to be able to, you know, control the room and understand your personnel. So I'll need a little more experience before I would get into, uh, you know, doing that at a university level. But in terms of video breakdown and stats, I know I've gotten really good feedback. I know I'm good at what I do. And it's just a matter of now getting an opportunity at a higher level. What would be like your dream job? Uh, dream job would be GM. Of, of an NBA team. Yeah. I'd love to be able to get the opportunity to put a roster together, you know, with salary and draft draft strategy and free agency and, and seeing what I can do. So, I mean, there's only 30 jobs. Uh, there's yeah. only 30 of them in the world. So setting the bar high, but uh, you know, if you're on, on this planet, nothing's impossible. So. No. And, and I mean, there, I mean, you know, NBA 30, but I mean, you know, G league is really blowing up, which uh, there's some great talent in that now. Um, even WNBA, um, you know, is, is definitely amazing, but part of that NBA family, which is cool. I I'm a huge NBA fan. So um, likewise, when you become a GM, then bring me in to, uh, to help you out. Are you a, <laughs> are you a Sixers fan? You say you're from Pennsylvania. No, you know, I grew up a Knicks fan because I have family in, in uh, New York City and, and my aunt would take me to uh, Madison Square Gardens when I was a kid. So 
back then, Patrick Ewing, John, you know, John Starks, you know, I mean, just the, it's, it's really who I like now though. I don't really have a favorite. I just, I could watch any team, any day, any time. Like I just want NBA to be on TV. Oh, me too. And I, I, I like it when there's a game on every night. I like it when there's multiple games on every night. So I can watch West coast games until, you know, one or two o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely good. So how about a fun fact about you? Yeah, so no one believes me when I tell the story, but uh, I, I used to play pretty high-level basketball back here in Toronto, and early, early in his career when he was still here, uh, Andrew Wiggins played in, uh, in the same league, and, and we played them in the OBA um, quarterfinals, so Ontario Basketball Association. That was like our playoff. And he guarded me, and I dropped 30 on him. And nobody believes me. That's Where's the video? Fact. Come on. No, I have the stat sheet somewhere. <laughs> I have it somewhere. I kept it. <laughs> you need to put that online, man, before you lose it. <laughs> we won the game, and uh, only my teammates can vouch for me and my parents. Yeah. Nobody else. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, like, you know, you, you still seem kind of young. I mean, no playing left. Yeah, so back there in grade seven, I was this height, so I had a pretty good advantage. <laughs> but right, right, right. I stopped growing, and then everyone—I'm only five eleven. Everyone okay. else is massive. So, yeah. Uh, and then unfortunately, I, I suffered an injury in my senior year in high school, and then I just said, you know what? If I want to pursue basketball, I want to do it more in a managerial or, or coaching role. So yeah. yeah. How about? Um, are you open to relocate for a position? 100%. I've actually been looking to relocate. I've just been finding it very difficult to kind of uh, get an opportunity where someone's uh, would offer to give me a visa or sponsor me. Gotcha. Um, but like, you know, that's been a, a big barrier for me. I've talked to a lot of coaches here that have told me like opportunities. If you want to get into basketball, like you have the Raptors 905, you have the Raptors. And then after that, like you got to kind of yeah, figure get it to out. The US almost. Yeah. So um, 100% open, open to relocation. Yeah. Okay. No, it sounds good. Well, I appreciate you um, joining me. I will um, make sure we get this out and try to get you some exposure because I think there's definitely going to be some, some openings as things start, you know, Mm -hmm. getting back to somewhat normal, hopefully soon. And uh, you know, there's, there's going to be some opportunities. Awesome. That's great, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Um, if you want to take a look at my work, I have an Instagram page I run. Yeah. Uh, What's that? Give us the address. Yeah. At contested jumpers. So it's more just like NBA debates and stuff like that, but some, I also write on lineups.com. So sometimes I'll put my scouting reports on there. So if you want to take a look or message me by all means, I'd love to send me, uh, email me the links and we'll include it at the, uh, in the description here. Great. Thanks again. All right. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Free Agent Fridays on The Andrew Haynes Show. If you or anyone you know would be interested in coming on the show or want to get in contact with one of the guests, please reach out to Andrew on LinkedIn.